Broadway proudly presents Rapid on Racing, the Tri-State's number one motorsports talk show. Today's program is brought to you in part by our marketing partners. Recognized by the Eastern Motorsports Press Association as one of the top racing shows in the Eastern United States, here's Rapid on Racing. Welcome to Rappin' on Racing, January 3, 2022. And joining me now is co-host Dave Oliveri. Dave, good evening. How are you? Well, Happy New Year's, Don. I'm doing well. It's the, we've got through, last year we got through 2020, and we won't even talk about that. 2021 opened up a little bit. It's still crazy out there, and, you know, from all of us, you know, we you got to be careful on what you do, and you know. Hopefully, you know, with with all the the things that's happening, the rises in COVID, the cancellations of many many events, maybe by springtime that will be gone. Hopefully, we got a jam packed show tonight. Tonight's guests include Jennerstown Speedway General Manager Bill Rebar. Nate Rigotti, the voice of Jennerstown Speedway, drag racing reporter Tom Lang, Tyler Harris, the voice of Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. Tonight's show will feature Rush Late Model Championship car owner Bed Laboon as he spoke to Jim Zufall about 2022. Tyler Harris has a great interview with hobby stock champion Frank McGill. We also have Leonardville Speedway Director of Media Relations Jason Shank, and Blanket Hill Speedway Micro Sprint Champion Mickey Bannis. You know the uh, behind the story with Mickey Bannis. His uh, grandfather was the car owner for Gus Linder, and Gus was the Blanket Hill Speedway Champion. And here it is years later. Mickey's grandson is the champion. Well, I think the great thing about that is this year, I believe, and he did a throwback to the old the black and the black 69 with those white letters that were kind of askew as a tribute to him and again 
it's kind of unique because, like you said, you, you know, Blanket Hill's been around for quite some time, and to have a, you know a grandfather and now you know him him following up on that, that's just a, you know a great story going. The paint scheme is exactly the same. If you had the two cars side by side, one's just a little bigger. And it's such a tribute to Mickey Bannis. You know, Mickey, he was when he was running when Gus was driving for him, they were running a Ford two eighty nine engine against all these Chevys, four hundred cubic, four hundred and ten cubic, and whatever uh, Chevy motors, and they were beating them on a regular basis. Well, I, I I I think one of the things that we see nowadays, Don, and when we go back to the time that you race. The creativity of being able to maybe build your own motors and to fabricate and come up with something that's maybe one of a kind but unique, but it's was almost unbeatable. And today, with you know, I don't want to say the chassis are all cookie cutters and things like that, but for all intents and purposes, you know, it's not a race car anymore. It, it's just an, uh, a full blown. I don't even know what you want to call them nowadays. And a with kit that, car comes the cost. Comes the cost. Yeah, it's an expensive kit car. Yeah, the creativity. I mean, some of the things that the guys did in the old days were unbelievable. It's uh, but now you just call up. This is what I want. They send it to the house. It's already lettered. It might even have fuel in the tank. Uh, you write the check and you go racing. Well, again, like the creativity, creativity of a body. I know. In the late model series this year, you know, in reading some of the publications and on social media, and I think it was a good idea. I mean, one car owner said, he says, I just don't get it. He says, if I want to run Lucas Oil, I have to have a body for that. If I want to run the World of Outlaws, I have to have a body for that. If I want to race my local track, I have to have a body for that. And, we're all, and, and anything today, you're trying to save costs. So it was great that all the series got together and sat down. So at least for the late models now, they're going to be, I guess, for the most part, pretty uniformity. Well, Tom Lang's uh, expertise is drag racing. But in his report, he talked about the Penn Ohio series. And he said, now, here's an organization that developed a set of rules so anybody in their series can go anywhere and race. And that's why they're getting a the big car cunts. It is because you don't want to have to, again, if it's not tires, you know, tires are one thing, but body, uh, shocks, all different things. And, again, if you have uniformity, it's like, okay, well, maybe I don't want to race local this weekend. I want to go to Ohio or New York. I can take my car, and it's legal there. Yeah. That's what it should be all about. Hey, yeah, there's going to be some changes in Josh Richards' life. Uh, some of your thoughts on that. It was interesting. I know you had a, a lengthy conversation with Steve Baker down at Charlotte, and you know, for many, all of us that were at the Pittsburgher this year, we knew something was amiss. And uh, for Josh to get a lap down, it just doesn't see it. And uncharacteristically, finishing ninth in the Lucas Oil Points Championship is not a, the way Josh Richards usually races. And for whatever reason, uh, he decided to part ways with the Clint Boyer Racing. And then good friend, Boone Briggs, who's known his dad. I mean, they've been buddies for years and years. Uh, went back from the Club 29 chassis to the Rockets, and he got a couple Rockets, and he wanted to go out to the race in Las Vegas. And he, 
he knew Josh didn't, was available just to race that weekend as he still was with Clint Boyer. And Josh went out. I believe he finished second, won something like $25,000. And that kind of got the ball rolling. So for anybody that's maybe under the, uh, on, under the rock or whatever, you know, Josh and Boom Briggs have teamed up for 2022. They're going to, I believe, have uh, two rockets at each disposal with two Clements engine. But the big thing, Don, is Josh, the all-time leader in World of Outlaws, wins by only one over Brandon Shepard, is going back to the series. And I think that it will only help Josh, but I think it will help the series as well. Any speculation on what his car number will be? I do know that. Well, let's share it. One. One. Good number. Going back to the old, I know some things, you tr- they're all tried and true, and you go back to that. I assume Boom will still be running 99, but yeah, I did read in one of the publications, uh, I think Kevin Kovac wrote it up, uh, that it is, he is going to be one. Very good. This is why I keep you around. You got uh, all the inside scoops. Well, it, 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 it's funny because normally this time of year, I'm calling you and saying, okay, well, geez, I'm shoveling snow, and you're down there in the 50 and 60-degree weather. But so far this year, keep fingers crossed, we've been pretty fortunate. I'm glad I don't own a snow plowing company, but uh, yeah, it, the weather up here has been great. And I know you're going to be down there on a pretty much regular basis next year. We'll see you. And it's just um, there's things that we do as we get older, and family's a big part of that. And I know, you know your family's down there, and you're going to spend a lot of time with them. Yes, and I'm loving every minute of it. Well, Dave, any closing thoughts? Have we covered everything? No, I just uh, I encourage the listeners to you know go into your social media, and not that I'm promoting Flow Racing, but if you want your winter fix for a great price, you get a lot of things that are happening. I know the Chili Bowl is going to be on there, and, and a lot of other late model races coming up in January and February, along with Speed Weeks. Great. Well, I thank you. You have a nice evening. You do the same as well, Don. This is the Banker Bob Thought for January. Women always worry about the things men forget. And men always worry about the things that women remember. This portion of Rapid On Racing is brought to you by the Jennerstown Speedway Complex, home of the Motor Mountain Masters. For more information, check out Jennerstown.org. Area Auto Racing News is a great way to keep up to date on what is happening in motorsports. Some of their excellent riders include Ernie Saxton, Joanne Davies, Walt Weimer, and Dave Dragovich, just to name a few. Subscribe now to Area Auto Racing News at AARN.com. 50 issues at just $60 or digital only for $39 a year. For more information, call 609-888-3618 or go online to aarn.com. Stay informed with Area Auto Racing News. Since 1974, Environmental Air Incorporated has provided quality sheet metal and HVAC services in the greater Pittsburgh area. They're a commercial sheet metal contractor. Founded in 1974 by Glade Neal, Environmental Air is a family-owned union sheet metal company currently managed by Paul and Craig Neal. The people of Environmental Air are both a team and a family. 
They believe customer service is important. They value their employees and know that together they can have a meaningful impact on each project or service they provide. Residential service is not available due to the magnitude of their commercial work. 47 years of excellent customer service is the foundation of this successful company. Environmental Air is located at 1100 McCartney Street, Pittsburgh, PA, 15220. For additional information, call 412-922-8988. Every day when they open the doors at Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, their goal is to provide great customer service by offering affordable automotive and truck repair service performed by highly trained technicians at the highest industry standard. By implementing the latest diagnostic equipment and computerized repair manuals, you can rest assured that your vehicle will be repaired to factory specifications for your specific car or truck. At Zarin Truck and Automotive, they believe in honest repairs and will demonstrate that fully by explaining the repair or service you are receiving and they'll give you an estimate or quote before work is performed. When you choose Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, you are choosing professional automotive repair and maintenance performed by expert automotive technicians. That's Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights. And now more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Bill Freebar. All right, listeners, joining us now is Bill Rebar, the general manager at the Jennerstown Speedway, and he is having a meeting with two of the smartest people in motorsports. Bill, what's going on? Well, Don, first off, Merry Christmas, and glad to be back on the show here. And, uh, yeah, there's kind of smiling here as you said that, but I'm in the same room with Matt Chinoski, a gentleman who's our Facebook manager and social media manager, as well as uh, Nate Rigotti, who took over as the voice of the Jennerstown Speedway in 2021, and we're brainstorming great ideas to keep things rolling into 2022, and Nate's going to come on with a lot more active role here this season uh, with behind the scenes as well as announcing, helping out with some marketing with sponsors. And we're really excited to get things going as well as the live streaming. We're putting everything together. And, uh, you know, Nate here, he, he's all fresh. He just took a whole month off from his day job. He went and got married, went on a honeymoon. So, He's refreshed and ready to hit the ground running, so we're excited to, to kick off 2022 here in a couple of days and keep rolling. That's a lot of things to have happen in a month. <laughs> it was uh, a wild ride, Don, but uh, excited now to, to settle in and, and start my life with my new wife and start my uh, new role with Jennerstown Speedway in 2022. That's great. I have to share a Nate Rigotti story with the listeners. Now, no matter where I go to a track, I usually have someone with me. And I'll be talking to the person that I'm uh, meeting with, and I will introduce my friend. So I come up to Jennerstown when Nate is getting started, and I have Robert Johnson with me. And we walk over, and Nate says, Robert, how are you doing? And I say, wait a minute. It doesn't work this way. (laughs) And here, it turns out my guest knew you before I even met you. I've worked with Robert uh, uh, for the last several years, uh, including at, at some uh, motorbike racing tracks. And his work with um, the, the, the racing association has, has been tremendous. And uh, my, my day job is in Greene County, uh, and he works. Uh, he, he helps advocate for High Point Raceway uh, in Greene County that, that hosts a, a big national 
a dirt bike race down there. And uh, he and I have worked in that capacity for the last several years to promote that race. And uh, when I saw him, uh, it, it's, it's, he's just a, a great guy, and I always enjoy talking to him. And I had to say hello. So sorry, Don, no offense to you, but, but I, I do like Robert. <laughs> it really took the air out of my balloon, but hey, that's, that's life. Now, Nate, um, we'll go back and forth between you and Bill because I understand Matt doesn't want to talk. Now, I have a Matt story. I, I believe his dad was on my pit crew when I was driving for a guy in Hermony, Pennsylvania. So being old, you meet a lot of people and uh, a lot of good memories. So let's get back to business now. Bill, what is the main thing that you three are working on right now? Well, Don, I mean, we try to put off a professional product at Jennerstown. We take a lot of pride, and that goes everybody, from the maintenance staff all the way up to the owners. You know, we want to put a professional product out, and we think in 2021 we've reached more fans across the nation, if not across the world, than ever before. And we've set the bar pretty high, and I think we exceeded a lot of expectations. And now it's time to, to polish that professionalism and take it to the next level. And that's what today's meeting is kind of about. And you know, we're really going to focus a lot on this live streaming deal. Uh, we're going to send Jared and Louisa Adams, who are such huge parts of the Speedway. We're going to send them to Charlotte Motor Speedway with the Pit Road TV crew with Lenny Baticki and Tony Stevens. Get them some hands-on experience so that when we get Jennerstown.tv up and running, uh, you're going to see a lot of behind-the-scenes content with Nate Rigotti, with Matt behind the camera, working with statisticians and things. And we really want to create a user interface for the fans the sponsors and whether if you can't be at the races we want to bring the races to you nate every time i think billy has accomplished something monumental and he's thinking outside of the box he goes a little further out of the box and just adds to it how did he first entice you into coming to jennerstown as the announcer billy and i have known each other uh, for a lot of years um, we're from the same hometown. We graduated from the same high school. He's a little bit older than me. I like to remind him of that uh, every once in a while. But we both grew up in the shadows of Motordrome. And we attended races as, as kids there. And then we were both part of, a, of the safety crew there um, with our volunteer fire department. And I went to school for broadcasting, and Billy had known that. And he tried a couple of years ago uh, to, to get me to work with Jennerstown a little bit. It wasn't the right time in my life at that point. Um, but he reached out again and said, hey, we'd really like to talk to you. And uh, it took about 10 minutes at the Speedway uh, to meet some folks uh, on the first day of practice in April last season. And uh, I was there, and, and, and we talked a little bit, and I fell in love with it right away. I've always been a racing fan um, from, from the top to the Cup Series down to the local guys at, at places like Motordrome. Uh, some of my friends from high school have raced at Motordrome and at Jennerstown, um, including current driver Zane Farrell. He and I graduated high school together. So I've always been around the racing. I've always had friends that were into racing. And I walked into to Jennerstown last spring and said, I'm ready. Let's do this. This sounds like a lot of fun. I think Bill's greatest asset is when he's talking to employees, drivers, car owners, he comes across sort of like a big brother or a favorite uncle. And he's not talking to you like he's a boss. He's talking to you like he's a friend that is really interested in your participation at Jennerstown Speedway. Bill, does that pretty much analyze your thought process? Well, Don, it takes each and every one of us to be pulling in the same direction to make this Speedway successful, and I try to be as humble as possible, and I don't take credit for anything. It's always the team that makes it happen, and without a team and everybody working together from the officials, the owners, the concession stand, uh, you'll have to be in complete disarray, and 
during the summer months, you know, there's 73 employees there, and it's every person there is equally important. And that is why we create such a great experience for the fans, the drivers. Uh, you know, it's flattering or humbling on Christmas Day, the amount of people from other states and parts of the country, you know, wish you Merry Christmas, can't wait to get back to Jennerstown. And that's what makes this all worth it. Um, you know, Tony Stevens of Pit Road TV, this took time. I get a FedEx box. He sent my wife, myself, and my kids matching T-shirts with Pit Road TV on it. It's the relationships, the people you meet. You know, just, just in this conversation, you know, Matt's dad was on your, your pit crew. Uh, you know people that know Nate. I've known these guys. It's just birds of a feather stick together, and it seems like the cream always rises to the top. You get a great group of people together, and that's how good things happen. Nate, uh, you're fairly new to Jennerstown Speedway, and I know you, your delivery is perfect, but when you're gathering statistics, what's your biggest challenge, whether it's a new driver or a driver that's been there, but maybe some, some of these drivers aren't real uh, free with the statistics and information on their sponsors. How do you gather the information that you need so you can use it in your delivery? Some of them don't even know their statistics, I think. They're just out there having a good time uh, on the racetrack. It is difficult. And, and in broadcasting, people always want to be the person to, to broadcast the big NASCAR race, the, the Super Bowl. Those are easy because those stats, those stories, they're put right in front of you. But being able to tell the story of a local Jennerstown driver, uh, of anything small, on a small scale like that, where that information isn't presented to you, it's not online anywhere, uh, it's difficult. You've got to get to know the drivers. And... Uh, I've started that process, but it, it, it's a long time. I've learned very quickly uh, that this is one big family, and it goes back generations. You talk to these drivers, their dad raced, their grandfather raced, their grandfather brought them there as, as children, and now they've just fallen in love with it. And so much of it are, are just these stories and starting to learn those. And it has been a challenge. It's hard to get some of these guys to open up, and, and, and women too, to open up and, and talk about these stories because they're just so focused on the racing. But that's what I love. They're doing what they are extremely passionate about. That's the number one thing that makes Jennerstown successful, is the product that is on that racetrack each and every week. Bill and Nate, we're going to need to take a break. Hold that thought. We'll be back with more of Nate Rigotti and Billy Rebar after these messages. This portion of Rappin' on Racing was brought to you by the Jennerstown Speedway Complex, home of the Motor Mountain Masters. For information about upcoming events at Jennerstown Speedway, check out Jennerstown.org. No one covers motorsports like Rappin' on Racing. For nearly 40 years, Rappin' on Racing has provided the best in motorsports information with knowledgeable and veteran reporters who cover all forms of racing. Weekly reports include local dirt and asphalt racing from Pennsylvania, Ohio, and West Virginia, plus the All-Star, Lucas Oil Late Models, NASCAR, Rush, and the World of Outlaws. Listeners get the latest breaking motorsports news. The show features special guests, local track reports, driver interviews. The host of Rapid on Racing is Don Gamble, a former driver and track promoter. Don brings a wealth of racing knowledge to the program every week. Rapid on Racing. A message for all racers, race fans, or campers. Alternative Power Sources Incorporated, located in western Pennsylvania since 1995, we have proudly served homeowners and businesses throughout portions of Pennsylvania, Ohio, and West Virginia, offering a complete line of generators and the ability to provide turnkey projects. From sales and rentals to service, maintenance, and installation, 
Alternative Power Sources is dedicated to providing reliable generator solutions. Their brands include MTU, Kohler, Gillette, Yamaha, Powertech, and ASCO. The experienced sales force has over 40 years' experience in the generator field, providing the resources to design the generator package to meet your needs and specifications and supply the specified products. If service is important to you, they are your source. Alternative Power Sources. For more information, call 1-800-894-4455. Toma's Meat Market is a full-service, old-fashioned butcher shop and meat market. Their stores nestled in the farmlands of western Pennsylvania, where they've been for over 50 years. They hand-select cattle and hogs purchased from local farmers. At Toma's, they can help you prepare for anything from your own family's dinner to a special graduation party, a company picnic, an anniversary celebration, a wedding reception, or a whole host of other things. They can prepare entrees and have them ready for pickup or delivery in foil chafer pans. Just heat them and eat them. Please call or stop by to find out about putting a package of these ideas together for your special event. The taste and the service are out of this world. Toma's Meat Market, located at 748 Dinnerbell Road in Saxonburg, PA. For additional information, please give them a call at 724-352-2020. That's 724-352-2020. And now more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Bill Rebar. Fans, we're back. We're talking to Bill Rebar and Nate Rigotti. Nate, I found out a long time ago when I would have uh, like an information sheet or a bio for a driver, the best way to get the statistics is give it to the mom, the wife, or the girlfriend. You'll get it back. If you give it to the driver, he'll put it in his glove box, and maybe six months later, oh, Nate, geez, I meant to give you this, you know? And they, they don't understand that if you don't have that data, I mean, you can't plug their sponsors. And that's what it's all about. And I, I want to make their story a successful one. And that's part of their statistics. That's their sponsors. That makes them build a fan base. So uh, those drivers, sometimes they're hard to talk to, but the more information they give you, the more you can talk about them, the more you can promote their sponsors and promote what they're doing because they are putting a lot of time and effort and money into this, and you want to make sure that they get rewarded for that. When I was promoting Motodrome like 100 years ago, I had it painted on the front wall so when a driver was being interviewed, it would say, thank your sponsors. And I was always fascinated where some of them didn't even have a list or a cheat sheet of who their sponsors were. And a lot of times they had to look at the car. And if I was a sponsor, I'd be offended. Well, one of the conversations we had earlier that just a few minutes ago was about uh, our presentation, you know, should we mention the hometown, things like that. And we all agreed that the more information we can provide, you know, the Wimber PA driver, Brandon Marhefka, you know what, there may be somebody sitting in the stands that are from Wimber that didn't know who Brandon Marhefka is. Now, all of a sudden, they got somebody to root for because they're from their hometown. Um, and then even the sponsors, hey, guess what? I worked for that company. I didn't know we sponsored a race car. So now when they go to work on Monday, hey, I was at the race this Saturday night. Your car finished second or your car won. Uh, it's all about branding, just not for the Speedway, but for the drivers as well. So as much as we can work together in harmony, the more names we put out there, the more hits we get. Uh, I had friends who were PRI here this past year. I wasn't able to attend. And, you know, Jennerstown was a pretty big topic in a lot of areas. 
I had guys walk up there, Will and Modified Drivers, seen somebody and they were talking and said, oh, we saw you were Genetown last year. And the comment is, wow, that whole lighting project, can't wait to get back there. So people are taking notice to what we're doing. And Matt does an exceptional job, even during the winter months when content may not be the fullest. We make sure we keep getting our name and face out there. Your webpage is incredible. And along the lines of what you just talked about, when Mike Wallace, former NASCAR driver, came to Jennerstown, and I know he asked you, he said, would you mind if I share your phone number with some of the tracks back home? Because they don't have a clue, and you got it working just fine. Yeah, it, it's humbling. Uh, it's exciting. And it's just such a great group of people. You know, you divide and conquer. Many hands make light work. And bringing Nate on in a little higher capacity, hopefully free some things up on my table and I can refine things a little more. And We don't ever want to do anything half quality. Uh, we know there's always room for improvement, but it's, it's hard when there's only so many hours in the day and there's some things. You know, we always take suggestions very wholeheartedly. I mean, we want to make things better for the fans, the drivers, and one of the suggestions we just got here and we just posted on the website last week is we had some fans request that we reserve specific seats for the season. So if you go to Jennerstown.org right now, a fan for $50 for the entire season, they still have to purchase the ticket for the event, but they can get that stapled seat that they've been sitting in for 25 years. So if they get stuck in traffic or they got to go to a graduation party and they're late to the races, that seat will be decaled for them that if they come in late or some of these days it's so stinking hot out, dawn, they want to get there late, they will have that reserved seat for them for the entire season for $50. So, once again, that was a suggestion made to us. It's a fan improvement, and we just keep rolling with it. Fans, if you're just joining us, we're talking to Nate Rigotti and Billy Rebar at the Jennerstown Speedway. Nate, after a race, now you're, you're calling the race, you're obviously watching what's going on, and you make that long journey down through the grandstands. Are you formulating your ideas and questions you're going to ask the drivers, or do you just kind of play off his response when you have a question? It's a little bit of both. Uh, you want to make sure that you're asking the appropriate questions. Um, that fans want to know uh, whether there was something specific that happened to the race, maybe some contact between another driver. You want to make sure those fans know what's happening in that driver's head. And then sometimes they give you a response back that maybe you weren't expecting, and it requires a follow-up. It's all about providing that experience for the fan, that they know what's happening on that racetrack. Sometimes it's boring if a driver leads all 20 laps and they go on, no cautions, nothing to talk about, congratulations on the win. But, man, when they're fighting neck and neck for that lead and somebody finally gets it and someone just pulls it off, man, those make for some great interviews. Sometimes tempers are still flaring right after that race. Uh, it's exciting. But it's most important to ask the questions that the fans want to know the answer to. Excellent approach. Bill, uh, now we got a pretty good idea what you three are doing, and I liked your uh, comment when I called you. I got uh, two of the smartest people in racing here with me, and we're having a meeting, and it looks like it's a good meeting. Uh, let's talk about any event that maybe we haven't shared with the listeners uh, since last month. So, Don, we were fortunate. We got the schedule out early for 2022, and we covered most of it there last month. Uh, we do have one addition to the schedule, and it, it was another one that kind of just came together in the 11th hour. Uh, we added an additional event. It will actually be a CRA super late model event on Saturday, June 4th, which means we did have to reschedule the 75 lappers for the Martellus Pharmacy late models, uh, but the opportunity presented itself to host 
super late models at Jennerstown again in 2022 with our partners here at CRA. And, you know, Don, I could sit here and say, oh, we have something for everyone in 2022. And I'm not lying to you. We got NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour. You got CRA Super Late Models. You got the Motor Mountain Masters. You got Isma Super Modified with MSS Super Modified. You got must-see racing sprint cars. You have the Fall Brawl with the Midwest Modified Tour. You've got the Vores Compact Series. You have Super Cup Series. You got CRA Street Stocks. I don't think, and we've actually had, we've been approached to add a couple additional things. We literally, the, the cup is full for the 2022 season. We could not add anything more to appeal to anybody else. So if you don't have something on the schedule that doesn't appeal to you, uh, I don't know what else we could do because it is full to the top with great events for 2022. You'd have to check their pulse. Nate, I saw, I watch a lot of things, and I've been announcing and doing this show for a long time. One of the things that impressed me, now the night that Saferno was there with their trucks, uh, I, I noticed you came out of the booth. There was a pause. I don't know what the pause was. But you talked to John to get a little bit of background on who he was and, and what they were doing. And then you presented that to the fans. And when he left, I said, John, did you have a good time? He said, we'll be back. I had a wonderful time. So that connection uh, between you and the sponsors, that's a big deal. Well, it's really important for Jennerstown as the racetrack that our sponsors know how much we care about them. And this isn't just something for the sponsors to come and spend their money and have a good night. We want to be a true partner with them and make sure that our fans who are coming there know what our sponsors have done to be able to put on our racing. Because, number one, we need drivers. Number two, we need sponsors. That's what makes Jennerstown so successful. Uh, We cannot have uh, the success that we've had over the last couple of seasons without our tremendous partners, Saferno being one of them. And, and every time we have a chance to talk to a sponsor, I really enjoy doing that. You learn about them a little bit. They get to tell the fans a little bit about them. But you continue to build that partnership. And that's really what, what we are here, partners. And what's great about that, Don, uh, perfect timing to mention that, uh, Saferno Well Service just this past week has signed on to be the top of the scoreboard sponsor. So on a weekly basis, it started out to they sponsored an event last season, they will be have a weekly presence as the top of the scoreboard sponsor for 2022. They're going to have some vendor space set up. They really want to try to recruit and retain some drivers, um, CDL drivers in the water tanker body industry. Uh, they're actually going to have a VIP booth to entertain customers and fans. So it's great when you give a good experience to a sponsor. It comes back and it keeps growing. And we see that with a lot of our sponsors. Um, Stoney's Victory Lane will be back in 2022. It's just a great atmosphere with some great industry partners that love what's going on at Jennerstown, and we're really proud of what we've accomplished. When I heard the name Saferno, I walked over to the group and I said, who's in charge here? And John said, I am. It's my company. I said, are you any relation to Joe Saferno? And his eyes were as big as silver dollars. I said, that was my dad. I said, 
We were fraternity brothers in college. And someday, when you want to get the lowdown on Dad, I got some stories to tell you. He was loving it. We shared a couple of stories, you know, what fraternity guys do. And uh, I had it was really nice to meet him. Uh, hadn't Well, I know his dad's passed away, but I hadn't had any connection to them until they came to Jennerstown. Well, hey, we're coming up on another break. We'll start with Nate. Any closing thoughts uh, that we haven't covered? I'm just really excited uh, for what we have planned in 2022. Um, we, we really care about the product that we have at Jennerstown Speedway. I'm so thankful um, for Billy and, and for our three owners uh, for uh, believing in me to be able to continue to grow Jennerstown. I'm just so excited. I hope the fans will, will be just as excited as we are because we just want our Speedway to continue to grow and grow and prosper. And Bill, how about you? Closing thoughts. Well, Don, you know, we're always trying to push forward and you know, keep exceeding expectations and just going to put a little teaser out there without any speculation. But, you know, 2022 hasn't even officially started for the, the Jennerstown Speedway yet. But we are already working on events for 2023. So uh, that just goes to show you the commitment to short track racing and keep growing this speedway into years to come. I thank you folks for being with me. I want you to all have a nice evening. Thank you, Don. Thanks, Don. This portion of tonight's program is brought to you by Environmental Air Incorporated. Number One Cochrane has created a new way, a faster way, an easier way to buy a car. Now you can complete as much of the process as you'd like online and spend less time in store. Or do it all online and get home delivery. Expressway is way easy to use. Just shop our nearly 20 new car brands and thousands of pre-owned vehicles to find the model that's perfect for you. We're big on transparency, so you get our best possible price up front. We call it our clear-cut price, and it's independently validated by Kelly Blue Book right on your screen. Our experts are standing by to help you throughout the entire buying process. You can also stop at any time, save where you are, and come to the showroom to pick up where you left off. Don't love your new vehicle? Don't worry, we'll take it back, no questions asked. Best of all, Expressway is open 24-7. That means you can buy your way with Expressway right away. Number one, Cochrane. See it all at Cochrane.com. Located in beautiful Somerset County in western Pennsylvania's picturesque Laurel Highlands, the Jennerstown Speedway Complex hosts exciting Saturday night racing from May to September. Come see daring drivers compete in late models, modifieds, pro stocks, street stocks, chargers, and the fast and furious fours. Special events include the Motor Mountain Masters, NASCAR Whalen Modifieds, ISMA sanctioned Super Modifieds, the Super Cup Stock Car Series, and Enduro races. The Jennerstown Speedway Complex takes great pride in providing fun, affordable family entertainment. The 6 p.m. start time allows the younger fans the opportunity to enjoy the entire show, including at the completion of each weekly event. Everyone in attendance is invited into the pits to meet the drivers and see the cars up close. Spend your Saturday nights in Somerset County at the Jennerstown Speedway Complex. And now back to more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Tom Lang. 
Okay, listeners, joining us now is Tom Lang with an update on all the drag racing news. Tom, good evening. How are you? Good evening, Don. It's a pleasure to join you, as always. As well. Tom, you have some very good news for drag racers and fans in northeastern Ohio and northwestern Pennsylvania. What is it? Uh, Yes, I do have some good news, Don, and this is not a rumor. It's not an ongoing discussion. It is a hard and true fact. Thompson Raceway Park has a new owner. The Coonley Motorsports has purchased the track in a deal that was announced several weeks ago, but the transaction was actually finalized in the past week. Uh, The track has a rich history in the sport of drag racing. It's been in business since 1958, and uh, back in the day, the track hosted all the big names in the sport. It was hosted some really big pro stock shows, most of the early touring series, and some big match races. Uh, Thompson's been through several owners in its lifetime, most recently owned by Ken Edgar and his son Ken Jr. While the Edgars were the owners, the man who actually runs the track is Jim Curtis, who's been the general manager of the facility for over 30 years. Uh, Ken Edgar is not a hardcore drag racing guy. And I think anybody that understands what it takes to operate a successful racetrack knows it's a full-time endeavor. And uh, please don't take this as criticism of the Edgars. But they were not willing to invest the time or money, especially the money, that is required to make the track succeed. Uh, I've been going to that track since 2008. I've been involved with running the Asphalt Wars series there since uh, 2010. And to be honest, I didn't see much improvement there in that time span. Uh, Jim Curtis, his son Greg, Roberta Benedict... Denny, Carlos, Grant, Tara, Sandy, and so many others kept that track alive through hard work and dedication. But these days, the track needs constant attention and maintenance. And it needs to have money reinvested into it to keep it up to date. Uh, Unfortunately, that didn't happen under the Edgars. The new owners are racers at the track. They've sponsored events and race cars through their business, Coonley Trucking. Uh, I was involved with another group that had been trying to buy the track over the last few years. So I know what was being asked as far as the purchase price. So I have a reasonable idea what kind of investment that the folks from Coonley had to make to buy the place. And anybody who has been to the track in the last few years knows that there's a lot of work to do there to bring it up to snuff. With the investment that has been made and the investment that is still to come, The Coonleys have made a serious commitment to the sport, and I have very high hopes of what is to come there. Uh, One thing that makes me laugh sarcastically is the number of people on the Internet who have already chimed in to tell the new owners how to run the track and what changes and improvements to make. Come on, people. The new owners have been around the sport for quite some time. They've proven themselves to be successful in business, and they've invested a lot of money in this endeavor. What makes you think you know more about running a racetrack than they do? If these keyboard crew chiefs know so much, why didn't they buy the track and show us how it should be done? Uh, If I was to offer the new owners any advice, it would be to talk to other track operators, specifically Greg Miller at Keystone or Jerry Scotia at Empire Dragway. 
every time I visit either of those two tracks, there's something new or improved or upgraded from the last time I was there. And that tells me the commitment that those tracks have made to their racers and fans. And the new owners have asked Jim Curtis and his staff to stay on board to keep things running as smoothly as possible. So uh, good luck to the Coonley brothers. Uh, thank you for your commitment to the sport. And if there's anything that I can do to help you in your new endeavor, please don't hesitate to call me. I love your term, keyboard crew chiefs. You know, A lot of them out there, Don. You know what else is fascinating? A lot of the fans, they figure... You open up the facility on race day, you cook a couple of hamburgers, you run the show, you close the gate, and you come back next week. When you mention it being full-time, and I know because I did it, it's 24-7, and oftentimes the winter is even busier than the race season. Once you have everything set up to go, it's busy, but getting ready for the next year, a lot of things have to happen. Oh, lining up sponsors, a setting the schedule. Setting the schedule. You know how hard that is to try not to step on dates that other tracks around you have. Right. Uh, there's just so many things that are so hard to do in a track, and that's why I appreciate people who are willing to make the commitment to own a track. I understand that the NHRA has made some rule changes to the Pro Mod class to make it easier for the teams that may not commit to running the entire NHRA Pro Mod schedule but might want to attend a couple of races. Your thoughts on that? Don, when I started attending Dirt Lake Model Races with Skip and Bobby Burgess in 2001, I was surprised to find out that the rules in dirt racing differed from track to track. What was legal at Lernerville wasn't necessarily legal at Sharon or Mercer, especially for the stock division. I think we can see what happened when the Penn Ohio Pro Stock Series came along and came up with a set of standardized rules that many tracks adopted and how it has allowed a car that was legal at one track to travel to another track and still be legal. It was good for the sport. It increases car counts across the board. Uh, over the years, one of the biggest drawbacks to pro-modified drag racing was the fact that the rules differed from series to series. With the success of the Professional Drag Racers Association series, many other series have adopted the PDRA rules to bring some standardization to the class. Now, the one series that kept to their own rules is the NHRA. Uh, the NHRA is also the only series left it still runs ProMod on the quarter mile. While the PDRA, Northeast Outlaws, and the Midwest Drag Racing Series all run eighth mile. The NHRA also had their own requirements for safety equipment, some of which required the car to be built to meet those rules. It wasn't always something that could just be added to a car to make it legal. Uh, among those requirements was a fully enclosed transmission tunnel in a box, commonly called a Leahy device, that automatically shut the car off and deployed the parachutes if there was a problem during the run. Uh, in dirt racing, when the World of Outlaws that are Lucas Oil late models come to town, they rely on local racers to fill out the field. The NHRA found out they could not rely on local or regional racers to fill out the show because the car owners weren't going to spend thousands of dollars 
on equipment that was only required at NHRA races and nowhere else. At the Pro Mod Summit, which was organized by Wes Buck from Drag Illustrated and held at the recent PRI show in Indianapolis, NHRA Tech Director Lonnie Grimm announced that NHRA is changing their rules so that more racers would be able to enter their races. The transmission tunnel and Leahy box are no longer required, and no, that does not mean that the cars are less safe. Uh, Grimm spent a lot of time talking to ProMod racers so that he could figure out a way to draw more cars. The NHRA will still be running quarter mile instead of eighth, and trust me, successfully running a car set up for eighth mile on a quarter mile track requires a lot more than adding an extra gallon or two of fuel. But at least the car itself will be legal. It will just need some gear ratio changes, both in the transmission and the rear end, a new fuel map and a new ignition timing map. But it's great to see that the people steering the ship can see the direction we need to go in this sport. So uh, that's great news for pro mod racers. It gives them that many more races that they have the opportunity to attend. Sounds like the NHRA got a case of common sense. Yes. Finally, they, uh, they saw the, the light and they're heading towards it. And uh, like I said, it's good for the sport. Well, you mentioned the Penn Ohio series. They're getting huge car counts, and they had one race paid ten grand to win, and they got one coming up at Larnerville's going to pay twenty grand to win. Yeah, in the stock division of all things. Yeah, think about that? that. That's mind-boggling. But again, it shows what happens when you give racers the opportunity to go to all these different tracks with the same equipment. And uh, again. It's good for the sport, it's good for the racers, it's good for the fans. So uh, nice to see that NHRA is jumping on board and uh, see where it goes. And this report is good for our listeners, and I thank you. Any closing thoughts? Have we got everything covered? I uh, just want to alert people that the uh, World of Wheels car show is coming up January 21st to 23rd at the Convention Center in Pittsburgh. Uh, looking forward to... Uh, running into some racers down there and seeing what they have new for this year. I thank you. You have a nice evening. You do the same, Don. Thanks. This portion of tonight's program was brought to you by Environmental Air Incorporated. Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway returns for its 43rd racing season in 2022 with a jam-packed weekly racing schedule. It all kicks off on Saturday, April 23rd, featuring our five weekly racing divisions, the Rush Late Models, the Penn Ohio Pro Stocks, the Hobby Stocks, the Open Four Cylinders, and the Young Guns. Throughout the season, PPMS will host several can't-miss special events, including the 34th annual Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series Pittsburgher 100, as well as three Rush Late Model Touring Series events, the Herb Scott Memorial, the Joke George Steel City Classic, and the two-night Bill Hendren Memorial. Other special events include the Falcone Automotive 410 Outlaw Sprint Series, the Boss Wingless Sprint Car Series, the Penn Ohio Pro Stock Series Ed Laboo Memorial, the Red Miley Rumble, the Thunder on the Dirt Vintage Modifieds, the Hobby Stock Invitational, and more. For our full schedule and all track information, check out ppms.com and be sure to stay up to date by following us on Facebook by searching Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway and on Twitter at PA Motor Speedway. Are you in need of financial planning or portfolio review? Rick Sabo of RPS Financial Solutions is an independent financial planner who has testified as an expert witness on insurance and investment fraud. He helps people who are concerned about their portfolio or with other financial matters. His services include investments, pension, 
and 401k rollovers, estate planning, life insurance, and long-term care alternatives. As a registered IRS tax preparer, he can assist retirees with the completion of property tax rebate forms and other government tax reduction programs at no charge. Mr. Sabo does not charge a fee to meet with potential clients for a fact find. His office is located at 5061 Route 8, Gibsonia, PA. If you are in need of any of the services that he provides, give him a call at 724-443-5720. That's 724-443-5720. Or email him at rick.sabo at jwcemail.com. Securities offered through J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, member of FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated, neither J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated or J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, nor its representatives provide legal, tax preparation, or accounting advice. Persons who provide such advice do so in a capacity other than as a registered representative of J.W.C.A., J.W.C. RPS Financial Solutions and J.W.C., J.W.C.A. are unaffiliated entities. And now, more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Tyler Harris. Fans joining us now is Tyler Harris, the voice of Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. That is a nice ring to it, doesn't it? (laughs) Yeah, it's uh, kind of hard to get used to, but definitely has a nice ring to it. What's cooking for Pittsburgh for 2022? Well, Don, last uh, last month we talked a little bit about the December episode, about what we can kind of expect on the schedule, some key dates and stuff like that. But, um, you know, I, as far as the schedule goes, I guess we can just talk about two of the things that I can kind of discuss now that have pretty much gotten shored up. We originally announced that the opening starting date of the season was going to be on April 9th, Saturday, April 9th. And it looks like we've actually go, went ahead and pushed that start date back two weeks to Saturday, April 23rd for our opening night. So mark that on your calendars for the official opening night. Of course, this is still tentative. It really just depends on what the spring weather or the winter weather brings us. And then obviously whenever that winter turns to spring, we'll see what uh, what that gives us. And hopefully we can get to, onto the track to hold true to that April 23rd date. Now also the week before that, we are going to try to have a test in tune. So that test in tune is still tentatively scheduled as well so just the regular starting night of the first night of points will be on april 23rd and then the other thing that i can share with everybody now too is that we are officially shored up with the boss wingless sprint car series out of ohio the buckeye outlaw sprint car series there are the wingless show that makes their way over to the keystone state for a couple of shows we have shored up that july 23rd date for the boss wingless sprint cars so happy to have aaron fry and his crew and the drivers that they bring with them over back to the keystone state they're going to be there i believe the night before at lernerville speedway for the july 22nd show and then they're going to make their way over to thirst monster half mile for uh a high-speed show. I mean, those guys always put on a great show, especially when the wings come off on the sprint cars. It just adds a different dimension to what sprint car racing is, and it's always great to see them at a big half-mile racetrack like PPMS. Wingless cars at Pittsburgh is where you separate the men from the boys because it takes a guy (laughs) that's really uh, hammered on, uh, you know, just uh, it's a tough deal, and, and they do such a nice job. They do. They do. They put on a great show last year. The kids loved it. There was tons of first-time uh, fans there, people attending PPMS or dirt racing in general for the first time for that show. So a lot of them got to experience something 
I guess we would say for Western PA, pretty rare. I mean, you only see wingless sprint car shows a handful of times in the season, literally a handful of times. And, you know, so it was, it was great to see some new fans make their way out to the track and hopefully we can get some new fans or get some fans back into the stands for that show next or for, I guess, this upcoming season. Any other uh, new uh, groups coming in, or can we solidify the groups that have been very successful there that are returning? Yeah, so um, we talk about track champions. Obviously, we can talk about Daryl Charlier, as we're going to hear at some point in this uh, week's episode about Daryl Charlier's future plans. Um, he was the 2021 track champion of the Rourke Automotive Rush Dirt Late Models, and uh, it looks like he will not be back for that to defend that title. So he'll be making his way out to other racetracks throughout the area, racing super late models. But all the best of luck to him. It's going to be sad to lose a weekly competitor, especially one as talented as Daryl. But um, he's going to do great things in that super late model, I feel. So it's a great opportunity for him, and I'm glad to see something come of it. And then, of course, Nick Kachuba, our 2021 track champion for the Penn Ohio Pro Stocks. He should be returning for the 2022 season. Nick has always been a longtime supporter of PPMS, and we're thankful that for people like Nick uh, that you know come to the track year in and year out, and you know just always support our racetrack and and, and support the fans that come out. And there's Nick's just good, good people, as as they say, and just happy to have Nick there on a weekly basis. And we're thankful that he's going to be rejoining us next year. Uh, Frank McGill, the 2021 points champion for the Priority Equipment Rental Hobby Stocks. Man, what a season Frank had. Just absolutely dominant. And um, he's going to be moving his way up to the Penn Ohio Pro Stocks next year. Whether it's going to be at Pittsburgh or throughout other tracks in the area is to remain to be seen. But I think he said that most of the beginning of the season, or at least half the season, will be spent at PPMS just trying to get used to the car. So uh, Frank will not be defending his title next year as he moves up. Bill Tennant was the points champion in the Crawford Auto Repair Open Four Cylinders, and it looks like Bill uh, Saturday night Saturday night plans may be changing as well. Last I saw that he was looking to be racing at Tyler County Speedway on Saturday night, so he will be possibly stepping away from the four cylinder division at Pittsburgh. So sad to see, but for good reason. I I think he considers that his home track. So um, obviously that's pretty understandable. And then our fifth and final um, weekly division, uh, the Always Save Flagging and Traffic Control Young Guns, that track champion for 2021 was Logan Catellis, and he is also moving to a different division. He will be moving into the Priority Equipment Rental Hobby Stock Division and going after that championship. And what a slick-looking ride he has. If you haven't seen it yet, make sure you check out the Catellis Racing page. It's K-O-T-E-L-E-S racing on facebook if you have a facebook page and check out the ride that uh, logan catellus has has for the 2022 campaign it's a throwback paint scheme i believe either to his father or his grandfather but it's a slick looking ride um so we'll see what logan can do in the hobby stocks we got uh two hobby stock drivers jumping up into a pro stock as i mentioned frank mcgill and then cody catellus will also be jumping into there so out of our four regular out of our five regular divisions at pittsburgh dawn Four of them will not be returning to the to defend their titles, whether it's you know switching racetracks, switching divisions, whatever it may be. So a lot of opportunity to have a new track champion or several new track champions at the Speedway for 2022. And that gives uh, some of the other drivers a chance for some glory. Uh, you mentioned uh, Charlier and Jim Zufall has a real nice interview with Ben Laboon that covers that. And you did an outstanding job with your interview of Frank McGill. So a lot of these things that you're alluding to, uh, we're going to hear more about them in the show. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm actually really, I haven't heard it yet, obviously, but I'm excited to hear that uh, Ben Laboon interview. Frank's just a good kid, too. He's got a good head on his shoulders. He's a young kid, 17 years old. His brother, Tony McGill, also races at PPMS. He, Tony will be staying in the hobby stocks next season to get some more time under his belt. Tony's only 15 years old. Um, so a lot of young competitors at PPMS. So we'll, you know, we'll see what their futures hold. It's, it's, it's a nice racetrack to go to to see these younger drivers, especially the young gun drivers, you know, moving up through the ranks. And a lot of these drivers are young enough to see them move up throughout their career as well. So it's, it's kind of cool to see the transitions that take place at our racetrack. I have always felt like the support divisions, the fours, four cylinders and the hobby stocks, it gives a driver a chance to develop their skills, get some seat time. And some of the ones, when the budget allows it, moves up, and that's the way it should be. And you want to talk about improving and moving up. Um, honorable mention to our second-place finisher in the Rorick Automotive Rush Dirt Late Models, that's Philip Bubeck. Um, he jumped up from a always safe, or I'm sorry, a Crawford Auto Repair open four-cylinder car straight up into a rear-wheel drive Rush Late Model, and that's that's just a whole different ball game. There's a lot more horsepower there. There's just a lot of different things there. You're going from a front-wheel drive to a rear-wheel drive car. It's a completely different transition, and he handled it so well. I mean, he finished second in the points, and uh, especially behind Daryl Charlier, that's a, that's a pretty complimentary thing. And I guess another honorable mention as well is to talk about drivers that are moving up is Cassidy Kamaker finishing third in our point standings for the Rushter late models too. So a lot of youngsters really staking their claim at our racetrack. That's very impressive in both cases there. Uh, Cassidy, uh, second generation driver. Uh, her family's been involved at Pittsburgh for a long time. Uh, Bubeck, I don't know if he had any family members there prior to his getting involved. Are you aware of any of that? Not off the top of my head. Yeah. Um, I'm sure we've even talked about it before, and maybe he's told me. But if I'm not mistaken, they kind of just got in um, Philip and then his brother. Uh, I can't remember his brother's name off the top of my head, so forgive me. Um, but he, uh, they, they both got involved with the tenants, and that's how they made their way to PPMS last season. So um, I'm not sure what Bubeck's plans are. Uh, I imagine he's probably going to stick around PPMS, but I haven't confirmed that yet with, with Bill Tennant moving over to Tyler County. But we'll see what happens. Um, I mean, it'd be a great chance for him to come back and try to claim a points championship with the former points champion no longer being at the racetrack competing on a weekly basis. So we'll see what happens. Pretty cool. Well, we're coming up on a commercial break. Any closing thoughts? Yeah, just um, one last couple things. I want to talk about some track improvements that we've seen throughout the 2021 season. Put a fresh coat of paint around the outside wall of the track and on the inside guardrails as well. So just a nice, white, vibrant coat of paint around the racetrack and around the facilities. Uh, we put some new toilets in the men's and women's bathroom to help kind of shape them up a little bit and keep them in good condition. And then also, too, some of the bleacher boards have been replaced on the grandstands over 200 throughout the last season. And with lumber prices being that the way that they were for a long time, <laughs> that's a pretty tall task. But just doing some general improvements throughout the 2021 season, and those will probably transition to the 2022 season. So just trying to keep up to date with everything at the racetrack and uh, trying to make the facilities as nice as possible for our fans. So um, if you haven't been to Pittsburgh in a while or you haven't been there in uh, you know a couple years or you only attend maybe once or twice a year, 
I, I would, uh, you know, just ask that you try to give us another chance here and come out and take a look at what we're, we're doing at our racetrack. And I think we put on a really entertaining show, Don, and I think the fans would, that, that come regularly would agree. And there's been a lot of countless good races at the racetrack last year. And, you know, it's a shame that some people miss that kind of stuff. Uh, there's other tra- tracks around. There's other choices to be made, obviously. And as long as you're out supporting local racing, that's really all that matters. But I just ask that you give us a try next year if you haven't done so in a while and just come see what we're cooking down at uh, down in Imperial PA. Tyler Harris, I thank you. You have a nice evening. You do the same, Don. Thank you so much. This portion of today's program is brought to you by Alternative Power Sources. Every day when they open the doors at Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, their goal is to provide great customer service by offering affordable automotive and truck repair service performed by highly trained technicians at the highest industry standard. By implementing the latest diagnostic equipment and computerized repair manuals, you can rest assured that your vehicle will be repaired to factory specifications for your specific car or truck. At Zarin Truck and Automotive, they believe in honest repairs and will demonstrate that fully by explaining the repair or service you are receiving and they'll give you an estimate or quote before work is performed. When you choose Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, you are choosing professional automotive repair and maintenance performed by expert automotive technicians. That's Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights. Toma's Meat Market is a full-service, old-fashioned butcher shop and meat market. Their stores nestled in the farmlands of western Pennsylvania, where they've been for over 50 years. They hand-select cattle and hogs purchased from local farmers. At Toma's, they can help you prepare for anything from your own family's dinner to a special graduation party, a company picnic, an anniversary celebration, a wedding reception, or a whole host of other things. They can prepare entrees and have them ready for pickup or delivery in foil chafer pans. Just heat them and eat them. Please call or stop by to find out about putting a package of these ideas together for your special event. The taste and the service are out of this world. Toma's Meat Market, located at 748 Dinner Bell Road in Saxonburg, PA. For additional information, please give them a call at 724-352-2020. That's 724-352-2020. Since 1974, Environmental Air Incorporated has provided quality sheet metal and HVAC services in the greater Pittsburgh area. They're a commercial sheet metal contractor. Founded in 1974 by Glade Neal, Environmental Air is a family-owned union sheet metal company. Currently managed by Paul and Craig Neal, the people of Environmental Air are both a team and a family. They believe customer service is important. They value their employees and know that together they can have a meaningful impact on each project or service they provide. Residential service is not available due to the magnitude of their commercial work. 47 years of excellent customer service is the foundation of this successful company. Environmental Air is located at 1100 McCartney Street, Pittsburgh, PA, 15220. For additional information, call 412-922-8988. And now more Rappin' on Racing with your host, Don Gamble and Jim Zufall.
More Rapid on Racing with Don and Dave coming up in just a few moments. But right now, as promised, he is a championship car owner at Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania Motor Speedway in a couple of divisions, a championship car owner in the 114 Pro Stock and the Penn, Ohio Pro Stocks. And this year, first time out of the box with a Rush uh, Dirt Late Model. It's the Centerline Collision 114 Rush Dirt Late Model with uh, driver Daryl Charlier. First year out of the box, comes away with championship hardware. We are talking to car owner Ben Le- Boone. Ben, my man, you have had an incredible 2021 season. Walk us through how this whole Rush Dirt Late Model program came to be. Well, we won the championship the year before in Pro Stock, and um, we started to see that there's some younger kids and younger people in the hobby stocks coming up, and we wanted to give other people to maybe have that chance to race the Pro Stocks, maybe move up. So we thought that we won a couple of championships in a few years that it was time for us to move up. So what so, happened? Well, so, I'm sorry to interrupt. You're fine. Uh, a lot of the decision-making process obviously is yours. You're the car owner, but I think your sponsors, uh, especially Centerline, have a lot to say in uh, in just what goes on with your operation. Am I right? Oh, absolutely. Everything I do runs past him. Uh, Brad Spochaz takes care of us. I mean, it's a lot bigger in the crates than it was in the pro stock because um, a lot more money involved. But everything we do, any problems we have, he takes care of us, makes sure we have the right equipment to perform and do well. I'll ask drivers very often who jump from division to division, uh, what's the difference? You know, you're not only car owner, you're primarily the crew chief of each of your cars. Um, what's what's the learning curve going from a pro stock to that uh, that late model? And that's pretty hard, actually. I have to depend on Daryl a lot. I mean, there's a lot going on with spring smashing. You don't measure ride heights like you would on a pro stock. Um, everything you do is calculated by basically a computer. Their, their adjustments work backwards sometimes, and maybe they work the same as us on a pro stock, but I had to definitely depend on him a lot. Um, AccuForce shocks, a lot of people were involved to help make it an easier transaction. Even the tires are different to deal with. You have to use a lot more tires. We might use uh, 12 tires a night at PMS on just a regular night. Wow. So, you know, we talk about that sort of a transition. We mentioned your driver, and you mentioned him already, Daryl Charlier, of course. Uh, you know, you've got a guy in Daryl Charlier who has a very deep pedigree in this business and a third-generation driver. I think the fourth generation is coming along here pretty soon. But here's a guy who's had a serious amount of success in that crate late model. And uh, was this a primarily your decision or, again, a, a group decision to bring Daryl in as a driver? Well, he subbed for me in the pro stock a few times, and yeah, and I appreciate that because he wouldn't sub for most people. Um, so he was like our go-to when we needed some big races or need some advice and everything. And he had a season where he didn't have a great of a season he wanted the year before. So the true story is that I went over to Brad's house, and we were just having beers like friends do in the garage, and he started asking me questions. He's like, uh, how much I get my name on one of them cars is like late malls, like the number one Cochrane car. And I said, I don't know, Brad, get a crate late. You're looking like 50,000 at least, you know, he's like, I think I want to do that next year. So, you know, you let the booze wear off and you wake up the next morning and I send him the ad for <laughs> Christian Snyder's car. And I said, him, I said, this is what you're looking at. I said, I know we we're talking last night. 
and this has nothing to do with me asking for it, but, I mean, this is what you're looking at to get into it. He said, well, make them an offer and see what happens. And he says, as long as you get Daryl to make sure that he drives my car and he's okay with it, make him an offer. So we went back and forth, and we ended up buying that car. And you all have to agree, it's, it's a slam dunk putting Daryl behind the wheel, right? I mean, if you ask anybody if I make a Facebook post or talk about anything, number one thing everybody says about him is wheelman. And that's the number one thing they say about him. I mean, he knows what he's doing. He knows how to get around PMS. I mean, he's pretty close to being the all-time leader win-wise there. I mean, it's it, it's more like family, too. I mean, we grew up together, me, him, Brian Hutchko. I mean, we all grew up together. We're family. His dad raced for his dad raced for my dad, so it was just it just seemed to work. It's we knew each other. He's good. He's what my sponsor wanted, and that's how it all kind of came about. And I think that can be rare too, because very often, you know, what looks like is, as I call it, a slam dunk. Very often, will not work. Sometimes personalities don't work out, and especially when you're moving into a brand new venture. You know, his ideas aren't your ideas, but it certainly sounds like things have have worked out for you guys. Yeah, sometimes, you know, he's not very hard to deal with. He's easy, but he has his, you know, me and the guys that work on the car to shop have, we kind of tease each other about, like, how he's particular with flipping tires or shocks or little things like the gas pedal. He makes us adjust it and make sure he feels comfortable with it. Like, he's finicky like that, but he's not hard to deal with whatsoever. He's pretty actually easy. You know you have a chance to be up front every time he's driving your car. And besides being friends, obviously, as you mentioned before, he'd been uh, sort of a substitute driver in the uh, the 114, and it, I think at what times the 112 Pro Stock car when Dave McManus wasn't available, and they ultimately became sort of a full-time driver of that car as well in 2021. So you have the, the, the 114 Pro Stock, you have the Centerline Collision 114 Rush Late model, <clears throat> pretty much list yourself as the car owner and crew chief on, on both of those cars, but you in 2021 had to add a brand new hat, and not only that 14 car in the Young Gun division, you wear the car owner, crew chief hat, you've added a new one, and that hat says dad. Let's talk about how Emmy Laboon's career came to be in the beginning of this season. Um, Tom Anton at Jefferson Hills Lawn Equipment said, hey, I got a Cavalier out back if you want to take it, you know, and I got a cage. You get to weld the cage in it and do whatever. So um, we took the car, put the cage in it. Uh, we had Bill Tennant help us build the car. I asked her if she wanted to do it. She wanted to do it. She wasn't old enough. It was like probably the end of 2020. So she wasn't 13 till the end of April. So she was just turned 13, maybe the start of the race season because her birthday is April 30th. Um, so, I mean, we did whole shots in the parking lot. You know, she was comfortable with that. And then when she got on a track, she wasn't so comfortable. But she started to learn. I mean, it's it's a lot harder as a father to watch your daughter going 40 mile an hour and you can't but any chance get near her to save her from hitting a wall or doing anything or spinning out or anybody around her. But as the season goes on, she got better. I got used to it, and I'm proud of how the season ended up with us. 
yeah, I don't know whether there's any preparation for it or not, but three, two and a half, three years from now when she's out on a Saturday night driving her friends around, I don't know whether the fear factor is greater at the racetrack or out on the streets themselves. Uh, but he, so here's a young lady who decides she wants to do it, and you already said it. You know, she had a rough go uh, at, the, at first, and I think in, in victory lane that final night of the year, Dave Oliveri was down there and said how we, we watched the progression. You know, I watched it from the tower. You watched it from the pits. Uh, you know, you're chomping your fingernails way worse than anybody at that whole place watching her. But she straightened that learning curve out in a hurry. I mean, she got fast. She got aggressive. I, I think you'll agree, a little too aggressive at times, yeah. but it pays off in the end. And she's she's taking that victory. She's taking that checkered flag for a victory lane at the end of the season. You've got to feel good wearing that dad hat on a night like that. I am. And, um, you know, it's hard whenever she was getting criticized because you don't want to beat it the baseball dad or, you know, something like that. Maybe her case softball because she's female. But, um, you know, you know, the division is for kids to learn. And, you know, not that it's right that she hit other people, but it's for young kids to learn how to drive. I mean, she's never driven on the road. So in order to learn how to pass people or how wide her car is or how her limits are, she's going to have to have incidents where she gets into somebody. I mean, it's never intentional. But she had to learn that way, and we're sorry for everybody that was involved with all that. But, I mean, that's how you learn to drive race cars. I'm sure Dave McManus and Daryl and everybody have hit the walls more times than they want to remember and look at how they came out. So, I mean, it's just part of the learning curve. Um, you shouldn't really touch anybody racing, but when you're young kids, sometimes that's the only way you can learn. What is her path for the 2022 season? Um, her car is just sitting in the garage like it was the last, um, last race of the season. Um, maybe we'll go over it and maybe straighten some panels out. Um, she's ready to race again, but we're going to be traveling a little more next year. So she's going to be on a little bit more limited basis racing. But Dave and I always talk with him and Kayla and stuff. Like when Kayla was in there, she had to, our thing was two wins till she's allowed to move up. And we keep that with her, and we'll see what happens from that. You already mentioned next year. We're going to jump to that in a few moments. We're going to break away. We're talking to Ben Laboon, owner of the 114 Pro Stock, the 114 Rush Late Model, and the 14 Young Gun, driven by his daughter, Emmy. And he's got some big news coming up for the 2022 season when we come back with more Wrap on Racing. This portion of today's program was brought to you by Alternative Power Sources. Located in beautiful Somerset County in western Pennsylvania's picturesque Laurel Highlands, the Jennerstown Speedway Complex hosts exciting Saturday night racing from May to September. Come see daring drivers compete in late models, modifieds, pro stocks, street stocks, chargers, and the fast and furious fours. Special events include the Motor Mountain Masters, NASCAR Whaled Modifieds, ISMA sanctioned Super Modifieds, the Super Cup Stock Car Series, and Enduro races. The Jennerstown Speedway Complex takes great pride in providing fun, affordable family entertainment. The 6 p.m. start time allows the younger fans the opportunity to enjoy the entire show, including at the completion of each weekly event. Everyone in attendance is invited into the pits to meet the drivers and see the cars up close. Spend your Saturday nights in Somerset County at the Jennerstown Speedway Complex. Are you in need of financial planning or portfolio review? Rick Sabo of RPS Financial Solutions is an independent financial planner 
who has testified as an expert witness on insurance and investment fraud. He helps people who are concerned about their portfolio or with other financial matters. His services include investments, pension, and 401k rollovers, estate planning, life insurance, and long-term care alternatives. As a registered IRS tax preparer, he can assist retirees with the completion of property tax rebate forms and other government tax reduction programs at no charge. Mr. Sabo does not charge a fee to meet with potential clients for a fact find. His office is located at 5061 Route 8, Gibsonia, PA. If you are in need of any of the services that he provides, give him a call at 724-443-5720. That's 724-443-5720. Or email him at rick.sabo at jwcemail.com. Securities offered through J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, member of FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated, neither J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated or J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, nor its representatives provide legal, tax preparation, or accounting advice. Persons who provide such advice do so in a capacity other than as a registered representative of J.W.C.A., J.W.C. RPS Financial Solutions and J.W.C., J.W.C.A. are unaffiliated entities. Number One Cochrane has created a new way, a faster way, an easier way to buy a car. Now you can complete as much of the process as you'd like online and spend less time in store. Or do it all online and get home delivery. Expressway is way easy to use. Just shop our nearly 20 new car brands and thousands of pre-owned vehicles to find the model that's perfect for you. We're big on transparency, so you get our best possible price up front. We call it our clear-cut price, and it's independently validated by Kelly Blue Book right on your screen. Our experts are standing by to help you throughout the entire buying process. You can also stop at any time, save where you are, and come to the showroom to pick up where you left off. Don't love your new vehicle? Don't worry, we'll take it back, no questions asked. Best of all, Expressway is open 24-7. That means you can buy your way with Expressway right away. Number one, Cochrane. See it all at Cochrane.com. And now more Rappin' on Racing with your hosts, Don Gamble and Jim Zufall. Back again with Ben Laboon, uh, owner of car owner of the 114s in the Pro Stock and Rush Dirt Late Models, as well as the 14 for his own daughter, Emmy Laboon. And Ben, I'm starting to see things on social media that looks like you're about to take a major curve in the road uh, in terms of what is Ben Laboon Motorsports, but also what I now see called Centerline Motorsports. Big plans, and I'm, I'm hearing it involves a super late model. Let's tell everybody about it. Yes, we have now changed the Centerline Motorsports to the beers in the garage got a little bigger than we anticipated. Um, we are going to be traveling locally, maybe some bigger shows with uh, open late models, and then staying local or wherever we can with the pro, the Rush uh, Series racing the crate lates. Um, and then we still have the pro stock, so we might race that a few times in the bigger Penn, Ohio shows. And your driver for the Super Late model. Daryl Sawyer will be driving the Super Late. And once again, we talked about it earlier. You know, here's a guy with a with an incredible pedigree. He's won in about every division. But once again, was there was there a whole lot of thought in deciding who that driver was going to be for you? Um, like you said earlier, 
it's more of team chemistry, you know, like there's a lot of guys in my garage that help me like Dave and my buddy, John and Adam. And, you know, there's a lot of, it's like a family, you know, everything's family. And Daryl ended up bonding very well with Brad. And, um, so they, they feel comfortable with each other. He performed last year. He had four great wins last year. He had two postdoc wins at Lernerville, none at PMS, ironically, but, you know, winning makes you want to do it more. And Brad started to understand it more. He started to like it more. He felt more comfortable. He's having a time of his life. And we decided to maybe step it up after our championship last year to maybe get a little further. So uh, a new an, a new venture includes some new hardware, some new cars, a new hauler, I assume. Let's talk about what, what Centerline Motorsports is going to look like uh, in terms of hardware next year. Um, we currently have uh, two and eight models and one rush being built right now. Um, they will be rocket chassis. Um, last year, at the end of the year, if we went to Lernerville, we ended up getting a toter and a stacker. Um, so things are getting a little bigger. Um, hopefully, we'll keep under control, keep all the support from all of our fans, our sponsors, and uh, we keep moving forward. No, regardless of, of what division you're running in, from that young gun all the way to where you're heading in the super late model, uh, you know your name can be on that, and Brad's name with Centerline can be on that. But none of you guys are doing it yourself. Let's let's dive into all the people you have working behind you, and after that, let's go beyond Centerline and, and talk about your other sponsors as well. Yeah, we've got things Centerline Motorsports. Brad, Brad does everything for us. I mean. Honestly, I wouldn't be racing without him. And obviously, I wouldn't be racing without my crew. Um, Dave McManus, uh, John Hatless, Adam. Um, you got good people behind us. Um, my kids, they sacrifice a lot, but they also enjoy it a lot. Um, you got Tanya, you got Daryl, Daryl's dad, Dale, George, Mike Harris. I mean, whenever you need something during the race season, maybe you wreck it Saturday. And you have to pick up the phone and call someone like, hey, I'm running up rocket. I, I can get you this. Or, hey, I'm running the SS chassis. I need I upper control arm. Didn't go well Saturday. So it's nice to have all those people around you. And how about your sponsors? Obviously, Centerline is going to be the center of, of everything you do with Brad. But uh, you have some others around you as well, don't you? Yes. And, and the good thing about the sponsors, a lot of them are friends, you know. A lot of names are on the car, people that I personally know, you know, that I never asked for anything. I couldn't do it with anybody else. I mean, between the two cars, there's a lot of sponsors. I got Sterling Motorsports, Three Rivers Karting, um, Buds, SS Chassis, uh, Duffy's Ground Effects Landscaping, which is my friend Brandon, Lost of Construction, Brockers Machine Shop, always helping us out when we're in a pinch, uh, Octane Customs doing the wraps. We got uh, Ingram with our crate motors. Aki for shocks. Um, I think that's about it. And Bob Seaman Garage Doors. So you're venturing into this yet another new venture. 2021 was the new venture into the Rush Late Model, and now you're going to the Super Late Model and adding traveling to that. What is your, let's talk, call it your intensity level, as we start to, uh, we're getting ready to turn the calendar here, uh, or turn the calendar here uh, to January, and uh, as we start to flip calendar days towards spring, uh, you know, what's your what's your nervous level right now? 
Actually, I'm not nervous yet. It's whenever you get the cars going and it's race season, you know. You're never nervous in the shop. You're more nervous when you, you're on the way to the track or when the car's on the track or stuff like that. Um, I usually don't get nervous about preparation. Um, it's just kind of natural for all of us because we all do the same things. We have our wash days. We have our tire days. I mean, granted, late models is going to be a lot bigger deal maintaining them and learning on them. But with the right people around me, and I, I don't want to take credit for all of it because, you know, like I said, you got Brad and you got my crew, uh, Dave and John and Adam and all them guys and Daryl and all them, all them make it easy. You know, I can't do it without them. And, you know, whenever someone helps you and you can call them or text them or ask advice, even if it's, you know, Ingram or it's uh, your shot guy or if it's, you know, Chris at SS, like you just call them and ask them and they give you the advice that makes you look like a hero, but it's actually them doing all, a lot of the good, good work for you to make it easier for you. Well, I know you and I have talked a little bit on, off, or online here through Messenger, and, you know, you said you're ready to get all this news out and you're excited about uh, the opportunity to be on the show. What have we missed? Is there anything you want to let every, you know, let the fans know? What can they expect in 2022 with a super late model team? Hopefully you see us progress and start maybe getting some wins. Um, you know, our team's never been about not winning. You know, sometimes, you know, Daryl finished second. Dave went out after a year in the pro stock, and um, he did pretty well and almost won himself. You know, he knew after a year off that, you know, we have certain expectations and we expect to win. And even it goes down to my daughter, Emmy, she put a lot of pressure on herself being around her whole life and seeing, you know, being in victory lane since she was little. Like, she thought that that was just natural. And we all know that it takes a lot of hard work a lot of learning, and a lot of luck sometimes, but that's what we're going to do. We're going to try to win some races in uh, 2022. Some off-season adjustments to some local tracks, including Lernerville and Pittsburgh. Seasons are going to start a little bit earlier this year. Uh, Lernerville with some practice days near the end of March. A couple of weeks later, PPMS is scheduled a practice day. Uh, for at least Lernerville, we're going to see that 2022 version of the 114 Centerline Motorsports Super Late Model. Ben Laboon has joined us. Ben, thank you so much for being a part of it. We cannot wait to see what 2022 brings for Centerline Motorsports. Once again, thank you, Ben Laboon. This portion of tonight's program is brought to you by Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. A message for all racers, race fans, or campers. Alternative Power Sources Incorporated, located in western Pennsylvania since 1995, we have proudly served homeowners and businesses throughout portions of Pennsylvania, Ohio, and West Virginia, offering a complete line of generators and the ability to provide turnkey projects. From sales and rentals to service, maintenance, and installation, Alternative Power Sources is dedicated to providing reliable generator solutions. Their brands include MTU, Kohler, Gillette, Yamaha, Powertech, and ASCO. The experienced sales force has over 40 years' experience in the generator field, providing the resources to design the generator package to meet your needs and specifications and supply the specified products. If service is important to you, they are your source. Alternative Power Sources. For more information, call 1-800-894-4455.
Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway returns for its 43rd racing season in 2022 with a jam-packed weekly racing schedule. It all kicks off on Saturday, April 23rd, featuring our five weekly racing divisions, the Rush Late Models, the Penn Ohio Pro Stocks, the Hobby Stocks, the Open Four Cylinders, and the Young Guns. Throughout the season, PPMS will host several can't-miss special events, including the 34th annual Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series Pittsburgher 100, as well as three Rush Late Model Touring Series events, the Herb Scott Memorial, the Joke George Steel City Classic, and the two-night Bill Hendren Memorial. Other special events include the Falcone Automotive 410 Outlaw Sprint Series, the Boss Wingless Sprint Car Series, the Penn Ohio Pro Stock Series Ed LeBoo Memorial, the Red Miley Rumble, the Thunder on the Dirt Vintage Modifieds, the Hobby Stock Invitational, and more. For our full schedule and all track information, check out ppms.com and be sure to stay up to date by following us on Facebook by searching Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway and on Twitter at PA Motor Speedway. Toma's Meat Market is a full-service, old-fashioned butcher shop and meat market. Their stores nestled in the farmlands of western Pennsylvania, where they've been for over 50 years. They hand-select cattle and hogs purchased from local farmers. At Toma's, they can help you prepare for anything from your own family's dinner to a special graduation party, a company picnic, an anniversary celebration, a wedding reception, or a whole host of other things. They can prepare entrees and have them ready for pickup or delivery in foil chafer pans. Just heat them and eat them. Please call or stop by to find out about putting a package of these ideas together for your special event. The taste and the service are out of this world. Toma's Meat Market, located at 748 Dinnerbell Road in Saxonburg, PA. For additional information, please give them a call at 724-352-2020. That's 724-352-2020. And now, more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Tyler Harris. Race fans, joining us now on Rapping on Racing is the 2021 points champion from Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway in the Priority Equipment Rental Hobby Stock Division. He drives the 05. He's out of Pleasant Hills, Pennsylvania. His name is Frank McGill. Oh, thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So let's go ahead and talk about a little bit more than just this past season. Let's let's go back to where it all started. You know, what made you get involved in racing? What made you decide to to jump into a young gun at Pittsburgh and, and get started? Uh, growing up, I watched my dad and Adam Kostelnik and AJ Puljak in that race at like Motor Drome and stuff. And then once I got to be like 13, I found out that you could be driving uh, four cylinders. And I came home from school and told my dad I wanted to race. And he uh, went out and bought a McManus's car and I started racing that next year. And then we raced for two years in that and then moved up to the uh, hobby stocks jump up into the hobby stocks and you've been at it now i believe for three seasons now this past season was your third season so and i would say it went pretty well uh let's just go ahead and talk about it the 2021 season ended up with pulling off the points championship uh seven wins on the year which is pretty impressive now going into the season did you sit down and come up with a, a plan of attack for the season maybe like a goals list or anything like that uh we just tried to come out here and win as much as we can this year and uh that was the main goal for uh for the year was just win races and uh points will fall as they uh as they should and we'll go off of that and it ended up falling in our favor and we ended up getting the points championship this year and when seven race wins and turned out to be a really good year so like i said before the season starts do you like sit down and, and think about you know what you're gonna what your plans are for the season do you write out a list of goals things that you would like to accomplish or anything like that uh not really we just always try to win that's our main goal 
Yeah, I mean, I, no better way to do it, right? If you're going to go out, just go out and win every time. So, yeah, that makes sense. So, But not only did you win, consistency was a big part of your program this season. Whenever you look back at the results throughout the season, not only did you have seven wins, but out of all the races that you participated in, there was only three races where you did not finish in the top five. Of those three races, two of them were top 10 finishes. And I believe one other race you were outside of the top 10, probably due to motor issues or a wreck or something like that. But I mean, it wasn't just the wins. It was the consistency that you guys were able to pull off night in and night out. Yeah, we tried uh, a lot of stuff with our setup over the year, trying to get it to dial in and get it correct. And we actually figured it out pretty early in the season and ended up working for us. And it's not just you know, obviously the individual basis of, of going out there and getting it done. Um, obviously you have your brother to think about Tony as well. You guys pull two cars out every year and we'll talk a little bit more about that in detail, but the level of competition in that division at Pittsburgh is really impressive. So not only to pull off consistent wins and consistent top five finishes, but you've got a heck of a lot on your plate when you go out there on this racetrack with, you know, 18, 20 other cars. Yeah, it's definitely fun having a lot of competition out there and racing and being competitive with other racers and stuff you know definitely having different winners every week is definitely something that's good to look into good to have uh going in for the racing and uh racing against my brother is a lot of fun because we uh we've been battling back and forth and uh always like messing with each other but in the end of the day we just have fun and try to win and work together as a team and you think about too a lot of people who drive in the hobby stock division age range is, is pretty much everywhere but you're definitely on the younger end of that spectrum at 17 years old you still got a lot of time to go and you've been at this for a while now you you almost kind of consider yourself uh, i would guess a, a veteran of racing because you've you've been at it long enough to continue yourself there and, and after the season you just had you know obviously pretty successful but you know what's it like now kind of coming into each season with a little bit more seat time under your belt with a little bit more experience under your belt does it kind of calm your nerves a little bit and give you a little bit more confidence when you're on the racetrack yeah definitely not as much pressure now that i have a lot more seat time under me and i know how to drive the car and uh throttle control and all that stuff it's definitely easier now that i have good like good setup and can work with what what i have off of a base setup and getting out there being able to keep it in the line and not spinning out and all that stuff Fans, if you're just tuning in to Rapping on Racing, we're speaking with Frank McGill, the 2021 points champion in the Priority Equipment Rental Hobby Stocks at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. We're going to cut to a quick commercial break. When we return, we'll finish up with the second part of the interview. This portion of tonight's program was brought to you by Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. Area Auto Racing News is a great way to keep up to date on what is happening in motorsports. Some of their excellent riders include Ernie Saxton, Joanne Davies, Walt Weimer, and Dave Dragovich, just to name a few. Subscribe now to Area Auto Racing News at AARN.com. 50 issues at just $60 or digital only for $39 a year. For more information, call 609-888-3618 or go online to AARN.com. Stay informed with Area Auto Racing News. Since 1974, Environmental Air Incorporated has provided quality sheet metal and HVAC services in the greater Pittsburgh area. They're a commercial sheet metal contractor. Founded in 1974 by Glade Neal, Environmental Air is a family-owned union sheet metal company currently managed by Paul and Craig Neal. The people of Environmental Air are both a team and a family. 
They believe customer service is important. They value their employees and know that together they can have a meaningful impact on each project or service they provide. Residential service is not available due to the magnitude of their commercial work. 47 years of excellent customer service is the foundation of this successful company. Environmental Air is located at 1100 McCartney Street, Pittsburgh, PA, 15220. For additional information, call 412-922-8988. Every day when they open the doors at Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, their goal is to provide great customer service by offering affordable automotive and truck repair service performed by highly trained technicians at the highest industry standard. By implementing the latest diagnostic equipment and computerized repair manuals, you can rest assured that your vehicle will be repaired to factory specifications for your specific car or truck. At Zarin Truck and Automotive, they believe in honest repairs and will demonstrate that fully by explaining the repair or service you are receiving and they'll give you an estimate or quote before work is performed. When you choose Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, you are choosing professional automotive repair and maintenance performed by expert automotive technicians. That's Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights. And now, more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Tyler Harris. Fans, welcome back to Rapid on Racing. We're speaking with Frank McGill, the 2021 points champion in the Priority Equipment Rental Hobby Stocks at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. Frank, the season's finished up. It's wrapped up, and uh, there's really no such thing as an off-season in racing. But as we stand in your garage right now, the cars are all ripped apart. You're not just getting ready for the point racing season, but you're getting ready for something else that's special coming up to you all. Yeah, we actually registered for Bristol this year with both our 05 and the 5 Hobby Stock cars. We're going to go down there and see what we can do down there against different drivers and different competitors different track and all that stuff yeah last season steven sheltman won and obviously you yourself and your guys and sheltman are pretty close you live in pro- close proximity and you guys are pretty good friends and everything like that as well as competitors out on the track and he went down last year and they made a lot of changes though this year with the format and how they're going to do things but it's nice to have that in your back pocket as well to kind of figure out how to approach everything because not only you're just learning different things from racing a different track a different car setup and everything like that but i mean it's just a whole different world down there yeah we're uh, excited to go down there and try out the new track and uh we, we're going to try and get our cars set up and hopefully get them to go as they do at, as well as they do at P- pittsburgh down there at bristol so then we talk about bristol obviously that's a pretty big deal but next season you're probably not going to be in this hobby stock very much Let's, why don't you go ahead and tell the listeners why that is uh we uh we're deciding to move up to pro stock in uh the next coming up season and we're going to try and go to different tracks and uh that way i get more competition different car more setup different things to work with well you talk about competition obviously being heavy at pittsburgh in the hobby stock division but it's arguable that the penn ohio pro stocks in this area just there's just a plethora of them for one and then two the amount of competition the amount of talented drivers in that class as well it makes it all the more uh, interesting for you especially as a newcomer coming in a rear wheel drive vehicle that helps you know you're not just jumping up from front wheel drive four cylinder but uh it's a whole different animal it's going to be interesting to see your progression throughout the uh, upcoming season and i guess seasons for that 
matter and just see how everything plays out. What are you most excited for moving up to a pro stock? Uh, being able to go to different tracks and like I've always wanted to race at Lernerville since I was a kid. So being able to actually race at Lernerville would be something that's been on my bucket list for a long time. Now, are the plans to just kind of roam around and hit different tracks or are you going to try to hit, you know, Penn, Ohio to try to run points or what, what are the plans there? Uh, we're just going to race at Pittsburgh for the first half of the year and try to get the car. That way I can get some seat time with the car and then eventually we're going to go to different tracks and see what else we can compete with. What inspired the decision to move up to a pro stock? Uh, just racing, being able to can keep up with all the people in the hobby stock drivers and then wanting to uh, move up to a different car, maybe more power, more power to the wheels, uh, going faster and all that stuff. Well, you're not the only one in Pittsburgh to, to do it this year. Cody Cattell is also moving up to a pro stock, so that's pretty cool. It's just to see the progression, and that's not uncommon at Pittsburgh either to see drivers jump from a young gun to a four-cylinder or from a young gun to a hobby stock or up to a rush late model. I mean, we see it all the time at Pittsburgh, which is really cool. If money wasn't an issue, if if, if money wasn't a worry in the world and, and you could run whatever you wanted because at 17 years old, you, you kind of still have time to figure that out, what division of cars would you run in and why? Uh, I'd like to race is super late because they seem to be like the fastest and one of one of the most competitive classes around and i love watching them like just all everything about them just they're my favorite car do you attend pittsburgher 100 weekend whenever they come by obviously you're there for night one but are you sticking around for night two to kind of check it all out as well yeah we usually stay for the whole weekend we actually bought a pop-up that we go up and stay in and and hang out there for the whole weekend Hey, it's nice whenever you get to go out to not only just race, but just enjoy it as well. Just enjoy being a fan well, every, every chance you can, because it's not that common when you are a driver to be able to do that. Yeah, it's actually nice being able to not have all the stress of getting a car ready and just being able to get out there and watch and have, have fun just hanging out with friends and watching other people race. So let's go ahead and take a minute to thank some of your sponsors that made this happen. Um, obviously, you guys can't do this alone. Let's take take a moment to thank the people who make it all happen for you. Uh, I'd like to thank my mom and dad, most importantly, and then A&F Engineering, uh, Hodge Automotive, uh, Clean Line, Dan's Truck Service, Just Pour It, Corman Corporation, uh, Stans, Rowan Works, uh, and then my buddy Maddox. I'd like to thank him, too. Well, we're coming up on another commercial break here. Frank, are there any closing thoughts, anything else that you would like to talk about, anything that we possibly missed here? No, I'd just like to give a last thanks to my mom and dad and then uh, all my friends for coming and helping me work on these cars during the winter and get them ready for the next race season. Well, if that's going to be it, Frank, we appreciate your time here. We're excited to see your progression next season um, at the uh, not only in the hobby stocks at Bristol, but we'll see what happens in that pro stock of yours at Pittsburgh and maybe throughout the, the regional area here. We thank you for your time for joining us on Wrapping on Racing and good luck throughout the offseason and good luck at Bristol if we don't talk to you sooner than that. Thank you and thanks for having me. Toma's Meat Market is a full-service, old-fashioned butcher shop and meat market. Their stores nestled in the farmlands of western Pennsylvania, where they've been for over 50 years. They hand-select cattle and hogs purchased from local farmers. At Toma's, they can help you prepare for anything from your own family's dinner to a special graduation party, a company picnic, an anniversary celebration, a wedding reception, or a whole host of other things. They can prepare entrees and have them ready for pickup or delivery in foil chafer pans. Just heat them and eat them. Please call or stop by to find out about putting a package of these ideas together for your special event. The taste and the service are out of this world. Toma's Meat Market, located at 748 Dinner Bell Road in Saxonburg, PA. 
For additional information, please give them a call at 724-352-2020. That's 724-352-2020. Located in beautiful Somerset County in western Pennsylvania's picturesque Laurel Highlands, the Jennerstown Speedway Complex hosts exciting Saturday night racing from May to September. Come see daring drivers compete in late models, modifieds, pro stocks, street stocks, chargers, and the fast and furious fours. Special events include the Motor Mountain Masters, NASCAR Whalen Modifieds, ISMA sanctioned Super Modifieds, the Super Cup Stock Car Series, and Enduro races. The Jennerstown Speedway Complex takes great pride in providing fun, affordable family entertainment. The 6 p.m. start time allows the younger fans the opportunity to enjoy the entire show, including at the completion of each weekly event. Everyone in attendance is invited into the pits to meet the drivers and see the cars up close. Spend your Saturday nights in Somerset County at the Jennerstown Speedway Complex. A message for all racers, race fans, or campers. Alternative Power Sources Incorporated, located in western Pennsylvania since 1995, we have proudly served homeowners and businesses throughout portions of Pennsylvania, Ohio, and West Virginia, offering a complete line of generators and the ability to provide turnkey projects. From sales and rentals to service, maintenance, and installation, Alternative Power Sources is dedicated to providing reliable generator solutions. Their brands include MTU, Kohler, Gillette, Yamaha, Powertech, and ASCO. The experienced sales force has over 40 years' experience in the generator field, providing the resources to design the generator package to meet your needs and specifications and supply the specified products. If service is important to you, they are your source. Alternative Power Sources. For more information, call 1-800-894-4455. Oh, rapid roar, that stock car boy, he ain't too much to believe. You know he always got an extra pack of cigarettes rolled up in his t-shirt sleeve. He got a tattoo on his arm, I said, baby, he got another one that just say, hey, whatever Sunday afternoon he is a dirt track demon in a 57 Chevrolet. Fans joining us now is Jason Shank, the Media Relations Director at Lernerville Speedway. Jason, good evening. How are you? Pretty good, Don. How about yourself? Good. You know, this is a pretty impressive uh, position you have. But for the benefit of the fans, I think I've known you since you were a teenager when you used to sit in the stands and boo me when I was racing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Come a long way since then. Hey, <laughs> I will say. want to talk about the 2022 at Lernerville, and we'll get to the really big stuff. But I think it's interesting that the test and tunes are starting earlier. Some of your thoughts on that, March 18 and March 25. Yeah, you know, um, you know, you've been going to Lernerville since day one. Um, you know, I've been a part of Lernerville, whether it be a fan or in some way, shape, or form, since I was born. And, you know, growing up as a kid, Lernerville always started, was always one of the first tracks to open up in, in the western Pennsylvania area, you know. Um, and I think with with us moving forward, I think we wanted to kind of, get back to some of the Lernerville roots. 
Um, and I think that was a good place to start right there was just to kind of, you know, open up the season a little earlier, give ourselves, um, you know, more opportunity for more Fab Four racing. Um, <clears throat> last year we lost a handful of Fab Four events, um, you know, and our weekly drivers, they're there week in and week out supporting the, the Speedway, and we want to we support those guys as much as we can. So, you know, we thought with opening the season up a little bit earlier, it gives us more opportunity for more Fab Four shows. Um, and gives our local uh, weekly racers more opportunities for for points and to race for money, and you know, um, hopefully have a bigger, better championship race come, you know, the end of August, beginning of September. Well, what uh, I like about the test and tune as a former driver, car owner, whatever, uh, that I call that leaks and squeaks because you get out on the track, the car, you've been working on it all winter, and inevitably there's something maybe you overlooked or something you need to change or something needs to be better. So I think that's a, that's an excellent idea on the test and tunes, and I know the drivers appreciate it. Uh, in May, you're bringing in the ULMS. A little bit about that and the BRP Modifieds. Uh, some of your thoughts on that. That's May 13 and 20. Yeah, yeah. We, we you know, we always like to support, um, you know, our regional touring series that we have, uh, no matter what division it is. Uh, the ULMS and Chris Zuber, they, he's been doing uh, doing such a great job with, with his little tour um, that actually isn't a little tour too much anymore. It for you know the last two or three years he's done a north north division and a south division and i if i remember correctly last year he had over 40 some shows between the two the two divisions um he's condensed that down to one one regional division this year um but chris he, he always brings a decent amount of cars uh they have a really reasonable purse that that that's beneficial for the racetrack as well as the drivers um, and the same thing goes for the BRP Modified Tour. You know, the BRPs, um, they always bring a ton of cars with them. Uh, that they, you know, it's it's nice for them to get to, to be able to run for a couple extra dollars. And, you know, and, and the fans, the fans, you know, really, <clears throat> excuse me, really enjoy when we bring these types of uh, events in. You know, one of the things that that I, I like to do... Um, or I, I would have liked to have seen was, you know, a ULMS slash all-star sprint show. Um, it goes back to when I used to run the all-star late model series. We did the duel in the dirt with both series there. Um, we, we tried real hard to make that work. And unfortunately schedules didn't work out that way. Um, but still, you know, bringing the ULMS in and the BRP tour, uh, you know, for the fans, it's it's something a little different, but they all, you know, both both touring series, they 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 round into our Fab Fours, um, you know. So those divisions, they still get their, <clears throat> excuse me, their their show up points, and the other divisions still get to run full points, um, and and those kind of nights are spread out throughout the throughout the season to where different divisions, you know, still get to run for points every week. If I was a late model driver, I would be really excited about the Big River Steel Firecracker 100, 50,000 to win. Yeah, talk about huge, huh? Um, you know, not only 50,000 for the super late models, but also 20,000 for the Bill Ibbing Memorial for the uh, Rush Rush late models. Uh, what a what a big, big thing for Lernerville, the Lucas Oil late model series. 
um, and the Rush Late models. You know, we're we're super excited about this the Firecracker weekend. Uh, you know, the the change the change with the the sanctioning body. Um, I, I really think is going to make a a huge impact on not just the racing on on the speedway, but the event as a whole. Um, I think over the years, I don't want to say that the event has lost some luster, but it's just become firecracker weekend. You know, after 15 years, it's just firecracker weekend. Now, to me, it's firecracker weekend again. You know, um, super excited about bringing a Lucas Oil late model dirt series in. Um, and, and really excited for the $20,000 to win Bill Emig Memorial, too. You know, we're, I'd like to see, you know, almost pushing 100 cars in the pits that weekend between the two divisions. It's it's really going to be a sight to behold. I'm super excited for it, and so you know, so is the rest of the management staff here at Lernerville Speedway. I agree. Now, for the open wheel folks, July 6th, the Flow Racing All Star Circuit of Champions, Silver Cup 31. Yeah, another super exciting thing uh, that we have going on for 2022. Uh, you know, twenty five thousand dollars to win, just like it's always been. Um, the All-Star Circuit of Champions, they bring in, you know, a plethora of, of regional and national stars, uh, you know, and, and I really think, you know, with bringing the All-Stars in for this show, um, it, it's really going to add a little bit of something different to to the Don Martin Memorial Silver Cup. Um, not that it necessarily ever needed anything different, but, boy, that's a lot of money coming out of Lernerville Speedway here in, in, in two or three weeks span. You know, 50000 20000 25000 all within two weeks. Um, really, really excited for that, you know, mid-summer um, stretch to where we have these, these, these stars coming in at, at, to Lernerville Speedway. And staying with the sprints, uh, September 10, Commonwealth Clash with the uh, People Sprints. Uh, actually, that's on the 17th. And then uh, the big deal at the end is Steel City Stampede. And I think every year you folks have to make the pits bigger or the parking bigger. It's just like it's a nice problem. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, you know, the Commonwealth Clash, there's still a little bit of work to be done with that event. Um, it is, you know, hopefully going to be uh, a little bigger than it's been in the past. Um <clears throat> We have some some details to work out with it. Uh, there will be some news coming regarding the Commonwealth Clash very soon, uh, as soon as we get all the all the T's crossed and the I's dotted. Um, but yeah, that's that's going to be a really special event as well. And, and of course, the Stampede, um, you know, just continues to grow every year, uh, and it and it doesn't seem to be slowing down anytime soon. Um, we still have a lot of things that we want to announce with that as well. Uh, different sanctioning bodies coming in, um, whether it be for sprints or late models or modifieds or, or pro stocks or, you know, what have you. Um, it's going to be a really, really fun, fun event, just like it always is every year. Well, we're coming up on a commercial break, but briefly, can you touch on the uh, situation where there's going to be online ticket systems where people, and that's going to be mid-January, where people can buy their tickets online? Yeah, there's going to be a new ticketing system uh, based at Learnerville, uh, .com. Uh, <clears throat> the Right now, the ticketing system, while it's fine, we're just you know trying to get a little bit of an upgrade for it, uh, make things a little bit more user-friendly. 
um, you know, you'll be able to pick your seats and, you know, all that fun stuff, kind of just looking at, looking at like Ticketmaster or something like that. Um, it's, you know, it's just going to be a, a, a new, fresh, updated uh, ticketing system for fans to use if they want to purchase tickets to Lernerville Speedway. A lot of good stuff coming up at Lernerville in 2022. We're talking to Jason Shank, the Media Relations Director. I want to thank you for being with us, and I uh, can't wait for you guys to get started. Thank you, Don. I really appreciate all the time that you give us, and uh, <clears throat> great working with you again. I'm really looking forward to 2022. Thank you. This portion of today's program was brought to you by Thomas Meat Market. Are you in need of financial planning or portfolio review? Rick Sabo of RPS Financial Solutions is an independent financial planner who has testified as an expert witness on insurance and investment fraud. He helps people who are concerned about their portfolio or with other financial matters. His services include investments, pension, and 401k rollovers, estate planning, life insurance, and long-term care alternatives. As a registered IRS tax preparer, he can assist retirees with the completion of property tax rebate forms and other government tax reduction programs at no charge. Mr. Sabo does not charge a fee to meet with potential clients for a fact find. His office is located at 5061 Route 8, Gibsonia, PA. If you are in need of any of the services that he provides, give him a call at 724-443-5720. That's 724-443-5720. Or email him at rick.sabo at jwcemail.com. Securities offered through J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, member of FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated, neither J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated or J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, nor its representatives provide legal, tax preparation, or accounting advice. Persons who provide such advice do so in a capacity other than as a registered representative of J.W.C.A., J.W.C. RPS Financial Solutions and J.W.C., J.W.C.A. are unaffiliated entities. Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway returns for its 43rd racing season in 2022 with a jam-packed weekly racing schedule. It all kicks off on Saturday, April 23rd, featuring our five weekly racing divisions, the Rush Late Models, the Penn Ohio Pro Stocks, the Hobby Stocks, the Open Four Cylinders, and the Young Guns. Throughout the season, PPMS will host several can't-miss special events, including the 34th annual Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series Pittsburgher 100, as well as three Rush Late Model Touring Series events, the Herb Scott Memorial, the Joke George Steel City Classic, and the two-night Bill Hendren Memorial. Other special events include the Falcone Automotive 410 Outlaw Sprint Series, the Boss Wingless Sprint Car Series, the Penn Ohio Pro Stock Series Ed Laboo Memorial, the Red Miley Rumble, the Thunder on the Dirt Vintage Modifieds, the Hobby Stock Invitational, and more. For our full schedule and all track information, check out ppms.com and be sure to stay up to date by following us on Facebook by searching Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway and on Twitter at PA Motor Speedway. And now back to Don Gamble and more Rapping on Racing. Fans, joining us now is Mickey Bannis. Good evening. How are you? Good, Don. How are you? I'm good. Now, I want to tell you a little story before we do your interview. Back in the 60s, I was at South Park at the races, and I made friends with your grandmother and your two uncles, and we used to sit together and watch the races. So I've known Grandma for a long time. And then if we go back even further, your great-grandpap, Joe, was a friend. He sold racing papers at all the tracks. So uh, my uh, friendship and information with the LaRue family 
was a long time ago. Nice people. Uh, your grandma, one of the finest ladies in racing. Now, with that said, we're going to talk a little bit about how proud she is of your efforts. Now, I understand with the carts, you have a lot of wins. How many wins did you have in the cart? I'm pretty sure I have 57 wins in the cart. That's impressive. And, and uh, how many track championships did you have? I had five track championships. And were, were these all at the same tracks? Eight. I actually had eight track championships. And what, what tracks did you uh, win these titles at? I won one at Noggle Speedway. I won one at Schaefer Speedway, Flipper Rock Speedway. You know what's interesting? Some of the best sprint car drivers in the country started out like you, racing go-karts. I'm, I'm sure you know who Dave Blaney is and his brother Dale, uh, A.J. F uh, Flick. I mean, so many good drivers started out in the... Uh, go-karts and it looks like uh, you're on the right track now i understand you uh were the rookie of the year a little bit about that uh, was that at blanket hill so yeah okay and that was in the micro sprint now are you going to continue with the go-karts or are you going to start to phase that out and just stick with the micro sprints i'm gonna start to phase that out and work on the micro sprints more i understand that when your very first race in the micros uh you finished third, first time in a car. Uh, so your adjustment from the carts to the micros, uh, that was a short uh, time span to get that good in that shorter period of time. Yeah, it was. And uh, I understand that uh, you went to the uh, micro sprint nationals at Linda's Speedway, and there was a hundred carts there. Or I'm sorry, there was a hundred micro sprints there. Was that kind of intimidating or how'd you feel about that it was pretty crazy there was cars everywhere it was it was really wild and uh, you didn't didn't do bad finished uh, 15th uh, in one of the races a race of champions so you were ra basically racing with the best in the country and that's pretty impressive to have a hundred i'll tell you what i like best and i have a nice picture of you and your dad uh, in victory lane the tribute to your grandpa. Now, uh, I watched him and Gus race for years, and what fascinated me about grandpa, he was doing it with a Ford engine, a 289 Ford engine. Everybody in sprint car racing were running Chevys, and this was way before your time, but I'm sure you've heard a lot of stories about grandpa. Yes, I, I heard so many with that Ford engine, and you know, everyone, you know, talking about it. I, I've heard it all. Grandpap was one of the smartest sprint car car owners and mechanics in the entire United States. And uh, he's kind of a, well, when I would see him, kind of a quiet guy. He wasn't, uh, you know, always telling everybody how good he was, but him and Gus, oh boy. And well, Gus started out in the in the old coops that's way before your time and when i met grandma and your uncles at south park he hadn't gotten into the sprint car yet that came later uh, i believe at greater pittsburgh speedway but i'll tell you what else was nice uh your record at blanket hill is almost identical to your grandpaps from in the 60s yeah that's right he had uh three wins in 1963 and i had five wins Impressive. So I guess it was only natural that your car was going to be painted exactly like Grandpap's. And it is really a sharp looking car. Yeah, my uh, grandma, she uh, cries every time I win. And when she sees it out on the track, 
because it, it reminds her of uh, Pop. So many memories uh, and, and so many victories with him and Gus. Now, uh, what's the plan for next year? The same sprint, the uh, new one? Uh, what, what, are you, what are you guys looking at for next year? So we bought a new chassis because our other chassis was old. And our goal is to travel to more tracks and qualify for the nationals and just travel around and now, what kind of a chassis is it where'd you where'd you get it we got it from rts okay and a little bit about the motor uh what type of motor do you run it's a 250 cc engine bored out to a 270 those those micros are pretty fast there's a track down here where i live i'm in north carolina and it's called millbridge speedway and i was there a couple of years ago and uh kyle larson was there do you know who kyle larson is yeah, he's my favorite driver. Well, he was there helping Rico Abreu, and Kyle said to Rico, uh, can I take your micro out and just see how it feels? And he went out and he set the track record, <laughs> first time ever in the micro. So you got a good favorite driver. Um, when you uh, decided to go with the paint scheme and number, I guess there was no other choice. You just, this was a, a given that that's what it's going to have to be. Yeah, we just wanted to... Uh you know, show our pap in heaven that to have a similar car to go around that track. You know, it's just like a memory. I think one of the nicest things about your racing, your whole family's involved. And when I see pictures of you and your dad, that's precious time that he's spending with you. And uh, the, that's what a lot of people don't understand, whether it's mom or dad or grandma. The time that you're at the racetrack, you might only be racing for an hour but the other six days of the week when you're in the garage or you're traveling to the track that's pretty special when you and uh, the family or when you and dad are on the road uh, you have a lot of time to talk about stuff yeah we we talk about um you know what jets we should use because it determines on what temperature of the jet to use and we just talk about things we might need and i think you're going to have a pretty bright future in racing now would it be safe to say that at some point in time you want to get into a full-size sprint yeah i think so um if i if i make it there i i would think so well you have to promise me when you start winning in the sprint cars that i can interview you again how's that sound <laughs> it sounds good yeah fans if you're just joining us we're talking to 14 year old mickey bannis He's, he's won a lot of kart races, and he's doing a real nice job in the micros. Uh, one of the favorites up at Blanket Hill Speedway. And, Mickey, I want to thank you for being with us. Is there anything you'd like to add uh, or anything we've missed? Um, well, first of all, I want to thank you for interviewing me. I really appreciate that. Good. Um, I also want to say thanks to uh, Steve Dunmeyer. Daryl Dunmire and Dave Matheny. And I also want to thank my grandma, my mom, and my dad. That sounds like a wonderful situation there. And the time and the fun that you folks have at the track is going to be special for many, many years. Well, Mickey Bannis, I want to thank you for being with us. Thank you. And uh, thank you for interviewing me. An interesting note. In 1963, Gus Linder was driving for Mickey Bannis. They were the sprint car champion at Blanket Hill Speedway with many wins. 48 years later, his grandson, driving the 
replica 69 micro sprint became the Blanket Hill Speedway champion with a similar record and multiple wins. Very impressive young man. I hope you enjoyed his interview. And I also hope you had a wonderful New Year's. And may 2022 be your best year ever. We hope you enjoyed tonight's program. Wrapping on Racing is available Monday at 6 p.m. on Apple TV, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, and RappinOnRacing.com. We want to thank Jennerstown Speedway, the title sponsor for Rapid on Racing, and our marketing partners, Alternative Power Sources, Environmental Air Incorporated, plus Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, RPS Financial Solutions, Toma Mean Market, and Zarin Truck and Automotive. Additionally, thanks go to co-hosts Dave Oliveri and our reporters, Howie Bayless, Tyler Harris, Bill Korch, Tom Lang, and Jim Zufall. Special thanks to our senior engineers and technical advisors, Bill Korch, Ted Luzik, and Gary Scott, along with Bob Miller, our multimedia data collection facilitator. That's all for Rapid on Racing. I'm Lenny Baticki. We'll see you next time. Stand on it. Jennerstown Speedway proudly presented Rapid on Racing, the Tri-State's number one motorsports talk show. Today's program was brought to you in part by our marketing partners. Recognized by the Eastern Motorsports Press Association as one of the top racing shows in the Eastern United States, be sure to join us the first Monday of each month during the off-season for more Rapid on Racing. Stand on it. Come on, y'all, stand on it.